I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the uh, advice podcast that's uh, not good at advice. We do uh, what we can, and it's fun, and this is for humor and a good time. So if you're here for literal clinical advice, you got the wrong pod man or lady or non-binary person. We are here to help if we can. The title is This Might Help, but the intonation is that this might help. The point is just to be fun. I have... uh, Someone who I've looked up to a long time comedically on the show, who now is a friend, which is very cool. It's a cool thing that happens in the biz called show. Please welcome Lorraine Newman. Lorraine. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me, Matt. Just wait till I give my big fat opinions. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I feel like I've lived a few lives. I'm sure you feel the same way about yourself. Yeah. You know, and then some, yes. And that's why I have uh, so many entertainers on this show because I feel like we've navigated things through a lot of lenses. So that's fair. That's this is great. Fair. Yes, this is great. How are you today? Are you feeling well and everything? I'm good? fine. Everything. I can't complain. Nice. Said no Jewish woman ever, <laughs> and um, I am healthy. Knock on uh, soundproofing panel. Here you go. And. Uh, my family's good, so how could I not be good? There you go. That's all. That's all you can hope for. It is that thing when when you're younger, you're when people are like, I have my health, and you're like, Well, so yeah, you always exactly. Do. It's like when you get older, you're like, No, this is just this, you wait. This is just worth you more wait than- till <laughs> getting up in the morning without pain is a novelty. Yeah, I I wake up with back and hip pain from carrying my my twenty oh, pound God. baby around, which isn't even that heavy of a baby, really. For you know, it's it's around there, but cumulatively, you know, my body adjusting, yeah. you know, is 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 killing me sometimes. So I got to yeah. do stretching and all that jet. How old is your daughter now? Well, I have two. Kids, two, right? Sorry. And one is twenty nine, and one is twenty six this month. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. The so younger you're done. kid is, yeah. Oh you're, boy. Look at you. You can't nice. see that, but I'm like doing that thing that means you're all done mm-hmm. with your hands. You're, you're clapping the, the flour of the bakery off your hands. Exactly. The buns are baked. Exactly. And out. Yes. That's 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 fantastic. Uh do they yeah. both grow up in Los Angeles? Yes. Uh third generation Los Angelinos. Nice. And um well yours is very delicious. How are you liking that? Oh yeah, uh, uh, she is. A, she's a peach. It, it's weird because she is. A lot, people say the same thing. They're like, she looks like a doll, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And she is. She's got these blue, 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 like Siberian sheepdog or, or, or husky, Siberian husky Ooh, eyes. Ooh, like how this. pretty! And dark hair. She's so she's technically Black Irish, and and oh, and I just love cherubic that and. Oh. But she is, I, I, you know, and she's got these really long eyelashes too, which is strange oh, on a baby. Bitch. But yeah, damn it. We were in this kind of like hipster kind of vegan mini mart thing, mm-hmm. and and this you know gorgeous twenty something girl looked at her and went, oh, her lashes just like yelled <laughs> out in the store. I want them. Uh huh. Kind of, kind of, but. 
It's it's this is the best chapter of my life. I I, I kind of look at it the way uh, uh, I've had people that I look up to go. No, this is the best. Where I am right now is the best. Right. Because and for I, a long time, I won't say I lived in the past, but I did go. Oh boy, that was awesome. I wish that kind of thing would happen again. And I don't want anything that happened to me before really to ever happen to me again. Does that make sense? Yeah, I uh, am an older parent. I had my kids at 39 and 42. And there wasn't anything I would have rather been doing than being their mom. You know, I didn't have a party I wanted to go to. <laughs> you know, I didn't have a trip I wanted to take. I just love going up the street to the park and playing with them. Yeah. I mean, that's where I am, too. I'm, I'm 46 and my wife just turned 40. Mm -hmm. And so we're 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 the about the same. I'm older, but you know it's it is that same mind state where you're like, boy, I feel lucky that I get to have this. And, and you know what's amazing is that nobody else in the history of the world has had parent uh, children when they're older. We're <laughs> the only ones That's it. Uh, who are completely enchanted by it. Well, I, I tell you, I love the fact that we've evolved. I think as a species especially in terms of how we are, how we treat women, where mm -hmm. you better have a kid by 25 or you're nothing, you know, that, that, right. that horse shit. And yeah. my, my neighbor, Hillary, who's in her eighties, who has every power tool you can imagine oh. and uh, has these cool. great kids and they have grandkids, they have grand, she has grandkids, but she's very funny and she's lived a ton of lives. Like at one point she was like, Oh, I used to sing backup for a, a, a transvestite performer in New York in the 70s, named Aurora Borealis. And I'm like, what? What, what is this? But oh. she said her father, she, she grew up in Manhattan. She said her father, when she turned 21, threw, uh, or threw down a copy of the white pages and just yelled, pick a name. Like, pick any man. <laughs> oh. And get married. Oh, God. Just. Oh, my God. I mean. Wow. How how were your parents with with you and and especially becoming a, a a performer because you started performing pretty young right Yeah my my mother whose first husband had been an actor and uh, was it was not a good journey and uh, so she said to her four children I don't care what you kids do as long as you don't go into show business <laughs> Now um you know, my sister's a comedy writer, my twin brother's a singer-songwriter, but at least our older brother sells ATM machines. That's, he, he did, you know, right by our mother. But the thing about my mom is she never raised her daughters to think that marriage was a career. Like the, mm -hmm. the goal, the be-all and the end-all, that was the goal. She always raised us with the assumption that a career was what you do. Huh. You know, which in the 50s and 60s is not that common, you know. Oh. No. So uh, I got to thank her for that. Yeah, I, I, I think even just on the standpoint of, 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 of A, believing in you, but also be believing in, in the individual's essence of, of finding survival. Yeah. You know, to, to say to your daughters, don't cling to a man, you know, to, they're, they're not a boat. To, well, to don't look to the, that's not fulfillment, ah. you know, and she modeled it because she was <laughs> never home. Uh, you know, she was <laughs> always doing something. She was very talented and very creative, but, you know, probably would have been better if she hadn't had kids, wasn't mm. that interested in the whole process. So I think coming from that mindset also, uh, where she modeled pursuing your interests, 
oh. is what really led me and my sister especially to just go out and uh, pursue our interests, get as good at it as we could be. Wow. And it led us to incredible experiences. My sister went to New York and had her own show on PBS and was like a MC at all the comedy clubs. So she was friends with Richard Pryor and Rodney huh. Dangerfield. And, you know, that was my, my big sister. That was her route. That's crazy. She must have just been over the moon for you when you got the big she, job. Well, she was very supportive. I mean, I, I owe so much to my sister. She, you know, uh, she's a l nine years older than me and my brother. So mm. this little set of twins were like, you know, toys for her, like little dolls. She really treated us like her kids. And, wow. um, you know, she's responsible for me to, from, to join the improv group that we eventually created the Groundlings from. She was there wow. first. Oh my goodness. It was always there first. Well, and I think it, so much of it starts with open-mindedness mm -hmm. where, you know, I, I, I know that personally I base so much on going, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe this person has a good idea. Whereas I used to cut them off and myself and go, no, it's look, we all know it's this, you yeah. know? And that's, that's one thing that kind of drives me crazy about my father-in-law. I love him. They were there. They were all, both my in-laws were here for the week. I love him, but he'll just throw out the most crazy opinion and not, nothing political, but just an angle on something that's, um, you know, often totally wrong and be like, well, we all know it's this, right? And it's like, oh. stop trying to get me on your team of contrarianism. That's not mm. what, you know, yeah. so it's like your sister certainly could have been like, look, I do showbiz. Don't do this, do this, do this, do this. Improv, you make it up. I, that's, yeah. I don't know. You know? I, I think, though, you know, having grown up uh, partially in Beverly Hills and seeing children of very famous people, oh. it must be very hard if your child does not have the aptitude. Yeah. You know, my uh -huh. my parents really observed the fact that my sister and I had the aptitude to be successful. Yeah. You know, whether or not that would happen, they knew was a, was a crapshoot. Mm -hmm. But they saw that we had the aptitude, so they weren't in the sticky position of saying, yeah. well, you know, maybe you should have a backup plan, you know, although yeah. they did have me go to secretarial school, <laughs> um, but uh, which is where I discovered cocaine. But anyway, um, the, uh, you know, I didn't have to suffer that, you know, uh, delicate thing. And, and same with my kids. Thank God they have the aptitude for what they're doing. Oh, no, or both. I mean, I know, I know one of your daughters is hilarious stand-up. Thank you. And yeah. the older kid, uh, they are also started stand-up when they were 15. Whoa. Uh, they went to high school with uh, Rob Reiner's kid, Jake, huh. and uh, um, Tracy Ullman's son. Hmm. And they were like the unholy three. And uh, Jake got Spike into stand-up, into this class. Whoa. And... They were absolutely, you know, if I do say so myself, the mm -hmm. kid is brilliant. And they are also on an HBO show. They're both on HBO shows right now. That's a that's amazing. What shows? Uh, Spike is on Los Spookies. Yes. Great show. And Hannah is on Hacks, that new HBO Max sh oh, show. Oh, good for her. With that's Gene cool. Smart. I, yeah. I, I've seen Los Spookies is brilliant. Uh, but And Hacks is like every one of my friends is like, you got to see it. You got to see it. And so like. Oh, I, I hope you like it. 
No, I, and this is so crazy. I feel like HBO Family because my my um, my wife's client Sam J's show comes out Friday. It's called Pause. Free plug for the listeners for all three yeah. of those shows. P a u s e. Yes, and it's uh, Sam is a, a, a brilliant uh, black lesbian comedian who is uh, very much talks about the stuff that that you don't think comedians should and makes it fun. Is, the... is very much like a person of the people. It's like this show is like made made for her. But what's it's, the uh, wraparound? Is it a story or is it stand up? I would I would loosely call it a talk show, but it's set around a party a la Playboy After Dark. Oh my god! And, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I, and I said that to Sam. I was like, "This reminds me of Playboy After Dark," and she was like, "Yo, that's what I'm going for." I was like, "Oh, oh okay. well. I was like, "How would you even under?" I'm exactly. too young for that reference. How hip you know? of her. Right, totally. Wow. But then she'll talk to uh, I, I, you know, I can't give away all the things, but it's like imagine the 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 what do you call the rem the remotes that the Daily Show does, right? But she, but it's not about making the person look like a fool, and I'm not putting it on right. the Daily Show, but people with really divergent viewpoints from all angles, mm -hmm. and Sam kind of communes with them, and right. is and, it, and about you know uh, what we determine as definitions. Of people, as, as I'll loosely put it, but it's all. So she I, finds the similarities. Finds the similarities, and also the also the weirdness, and also you know calls things out, and and it's and it's, but it's also just drop dead hilarious. Oh, I like, can't. I wait. mean, I've seen the pilot a few times because my wife manages her, and I, but I'm just like, oh my god, it's that thing where I've been telling friends like, you're not ready. This is going to be great, but I mean. Talk like, like back back to your family. Like talk about wonderful validation is is yes. is, is very cool. Like I, yeah, you know, I I, I think that's it, it, you always look at your kid as kind of as a gem. I know that I I made it a point to not be that boring dad who's like, oh, when I hold her, it's like a new and because yes, <laughs> it's almost like that's my drug that only works in my veins. If that, you, yeah, makes sense. How, well put. You, yes, you 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 would love my kid. Most people love my kid. She's very even tempered and fun and laughs and it's great. But you never feel the same thing. And that's that's a thing I fear. If my kid was like, I really want to be a performer because you're like, okay, well, you know. Yeah. But it's also, you know, I, I always I always say. My 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 Oscar speech, you know, would always be to my parents who never said that's stupid, you know, mm -hmm. like that's it. They didn't, and I it kind of is. <laughs> I think the, the hallmark of maturity is knowing that you don't know. That's it. And as that's you it. said earlier, the idea of being open-minded. Mm -hmm. It's those things that um, I think really, uh, if we're to gain any wisdom, because I don't feel like I have wisdom. You know, really? I'm supposed to. I'm 69 for fuck's sake. But um, I don't really feel like I have as much wisdom as one would assume someone my age would have. But, you know, the only route towards that, I think, is knowing that you don't know and having an open mind. Well, I, I think you always struck me as someone with wisdom, serenity, but also you're not, you just never struck me as jaded because. Oh. Look, I've known I've known a lot of people who your age, younger, older, who've been through the ringer, mm -hmm. and we've all we've all been kicked around and had moments where, in a sense, we I, I feel like I I took on a lot of anger 
and and resentment mm-hmm. at 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 being slighted and all that oh, jazz. God, yeah. But I I I feel like I I can't come out the other side. And at least I I know it. At least I go like, all right, well, you got you got to don't trigger yourself. You're doing this right. to yourself. Oh but yes. I've known people, you know, who've who've reached the heights that you have that came out way way worse for it on the other side, and because they just can't. It, it, they can't let it go. They can't, they want, I, I guess the term is, would maybe be closure or something or, or, but it's like, it doesn't exist where. Yeah. I mean, I think that if your current existence is something that you're happy about and grateful for, mm-hmm. it's really hard to hold on to all that other stuff. And also yeah. as time goes on, the imagined slights that we have, mm-hmm. we realize are imagined. Yeah. And the ones that we do have, it's like, well, so that person doesn't like you, you yeah. know, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. I, 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 I recently had an experience where I was at a kind of a, a barbecue and there, you know, because my wife's on the other side of business, I see people who I've dealt with here and there. No one who in a, while, in a long time, who's like F me over. And there are a couple, but you know, I, 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 I was talking to to a guy who was at a situation where I felt like a bunch of people working at a particular network, I won't say which one, who I've, I've worked with before were kind of doing this around me without doing that. And I, I, I was like, were they really being such dicks? And he was like, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. And I, and I thought back and I had been telling myself for years or yeah, maybe two years that these, these people were like, no, no, they were just tired or, you know, giving them every benefit of the doubt. And he confirmed it, and it. I, I felt myself, rev- and I said this to my wife, I reverted back to being in second grade, and the kids wouldn't let me sit at their table, and I had to go oh, sit alone. Oh, God. You know? Well, it is it, high school. That's the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Well, it is. It, showbiz is high school, but it was like, I'm just glad I was, rather than go off on a tear or set a car on fire or something, I like, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what it hooked me up to, because I feel like people... People get better or worse, but they don't really change. And you're kind of always that kid, like a part of you. Absolutely. I think you know? we all are. We all, you know, um, I, I've been in therapy, Matt. And uh, one <laughs> thing that my therapist said, which, you know, it never occurred to me, I, I don't know why, but being left out can actually be physically painful. Yep. You know, it's it's yep. one of the biggest things because as a society and, and evolutionary, uh, that's our survival. Yeah. You know, but also uh, as we become a civilization, it's a lot about, it's about ego, but of course it is about acceptance and feeling, mm-hmm. you know, a part of something. It's so important to feel accepted and included. Yeah. And by God, you know, in our business especially, we can be left out and we can be treated like, you know, it's almost as if people make assumptions about you and you're not in a position to say, no, that's wrong. Yes. You know, you're just mm-hmm. not. So, you know, you got to yeah. accept that you are powerless over people, places and things that's and what it. people think. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you got to let it go. That's it. I can't always. I'm not saying that I have gotten to a point in my life where I'm 100% um, not reactive to that kind of behavior. Yeah. But I'm a lot better. Yeah, and and that's that's all you can hope for, and you got to give yourself credit for that. You know, personally, go got to go. Hey, good good job, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know how you used to be with that kind of thing, right? You know? And 
that that's that's progress. I'm I'm in therapy too, and and one thing I like about Alan is that he'll he'll he will call me out. He's not brutal, but he'll call me out on stuff right away. And so I know when he gives me credit for something, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. He has uh, nothing to um, you know gain by lying to me. Exactly. It's funny because his um, his wife is a therapist too, and I have a bit on one of my specials about the time I broke up with my now wife. We got back together, but I I was a mess, and I was like, I don't want to come to your office. He was like, Well, can I meet you somewhere? And he met me at a mall, and I walked wow. around the mall with my therapist. And the joke is uh, people saw us and probably thought we were a couple. And they were like, why the hell are you dumping him at a mall? You heartless dick. Why? Why here? And Alan, loved, Alan loves that joke, especially because we've come out on the other side so much better. And But he, can, he watched it with his wife and he couldn't be like, that's my client. I'm him. Oh, no. He can't oh, tell God. her. Isn't that wild? That's because wonderful. Of, of confidentiality. Yeah. You know? Well, my therapist is great because she has a terrific sense of humor and she will be facetious in a kind way. <laughs> nice. So it's like, yeah, that's probably what's happening. You know, and, you know, of course. <laughs> that's it. Oh, all right. You know. Perfect. She's so funny. That's awesome. So do you get a lot of people asking you advice? You must, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. about uh, the, the, you know, how do you get into voiceover and, mm. you know, how did you start? It's stuff like that. Yes. Okay, great. Because I, I always ask people that and I find, you know, I, 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 tend, to, I tend to have your, you know, <laughs> enjoyable people on the show. Mm-hmm. And often that means very kind people. But it's funny the amount of people who said, yeah, I, th- I do. But I think it's because they know I'm going to be super nice about it no matter what I say. <laughs> I, I never even got that far. That's interesting. No, I I, never... I'm glad you didn't give that response where people are. Because, you know, because you're, you're Lorraine Newman. You're a legend. And I, I, I would think, but, sure. listen, but I, you're also very, people know you to be very kind. And so I could see someone, like, let's say you, let's say you go see Hannah do a set. And mm-hmm. then someone comes up to you afterwards that, and is just like, how, how was I? And you're like, oh, please don't make me. You know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Thinking yeah. that you would just be like, oh, I like what you're trying out there or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. That's got to be, that's, that's, that's got, because we, we all, though, we, we've all been in the business for a while and like, we're all at a certain, we're all at certain echelons in certain people's minds, mm-hmm. you yes. know? And it's, and it's that thing where when I was young, I mean, God, all I wanted was validation that it was worth oh, more yeah. Well, yeah. the, the best thing I can do when I see someone that I don't think is there yet, and it's mm-hmm. that's all it is. Yeah. Sometimes, actually, another times they're tone deaf and it's not going to change. Sure. But what I usually say to them is read a book, read uh-huh. anything, read, read a lot, and also see every other comic so that you don't do what they're doing. Yes. You know, that's, that's my f- basic, you know, baseline advice that I give to anybody. Mm-hmm. But reading is so important. I just give him an example of like Patton Oswalt. Yeah. You know, his references are funny, but they're also very literate. Yeah. And I mean, it may be that he appeals to a certain, you know, demographic. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it's stuff like that that really appeals to me. Yeah. But it's perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I and we all, you're always going to get a pushback on that. But if, if like you're listening to this, anybody, and you, 
that you're doubting it and you're just like your knee jerk is like but I don't want to it's like but that's why you should it's mm-hmm. really why you should yeah you know I, I and did if a, they're not intellectually curious then it's going to be a problem for them yeah and 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 tr- just try to think outside your frame of reference so read for sure yeah that's perfect we started with a piece of advice are you ready for for the calls shoot okay uh as you might or might not know i don't listen to the calls only the producer renee hears them and picks Mm -hmm. them out so me and you are going down this road together heading heading in there let's hold hands matt let's hold let's do it and skip yeah (laughs) roll the first call Hey, Matt, this is Rob. Uh, first of all, I absolutely love your podcast. I uh, uh, listen to it every time it comes on, and it just makes my day. I'm going to try to make this brief, but if, if I ramble a little bit, I apologize. I um, I am thinking about doing a podcast of my own, and it is – I, I kind of want it to be kind of hip-hop and R&B-centric, uh, especially the, the, the 90s brand of hip-hop and R&B. And I want to do it with a friend of mine. He and I are just a couple old corny white guys who love talking about rap music and especially the old stuff, uh, the, the Biggie Smalls and Tupac and West Coast, East Coast, all of that good stuff from, from back in the 90s. We love talking about that. And I thought, you know what? Our wives are just, they, they, they've had enough of us talking about it with them. So why not just tell everybody else about it? I just don't know if my friend will be up for that. I don't know if he's if he's willing to put himself out there on on you know on the air and 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 make a spectacle out of himself. Probably 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 make a fool out of both of us. But I think we would have a ball doing it as long as we did it correctly. My advice is: What do you think I should say to him in order to get the reaction that I need and or that I would like to have and and get this thing going. Uh, obviously, we would do our research to find out what kind of equipment we would need, who we need to talk to, uh, where we need to get this going. But that's all preliminary. I want to make sure that he's on board because if I do it by myself, I don't think it would be nearly as effective. So if I could just get some advice about what I should say to him or, or what have you, I'd appreciate it. Again, keep up the great work, um, and I look forward to hearing from you. Have a good day. Thanks, Rob. Uh, first off, uh, if you really want to do it and he really wants to do it, I think you should absolutely do it because it sounds like you're doing it for the right reason. You're ne- you never said, I think it'd be some uh, some extra income, which is good. Oh, man. Uh, uh, you didn't say this is how to get my name out there, which it won't do. There are right. roughly a trillion podcasts out there. Right. But if you're using it as an exorcism for something your wives are sick of listening to, great. <laughs> If it's an outlet, great. If it helps your marriage, great. In terms of what you asked me, how to get your friend on board and get the reaction or the answer you want, just be honest and tell the guy why. Don't leave all bullshit out. Honesty is truly the best policy. You know, uh, and 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 I think the thing is your reasoning is good and pure. So that's that's awesome. And it's something that sounds fun. And it's honestly because you guys have a bit, you, you, it'll be an elevated platform that at least one person might listen to besides the two of you guys. It'll give it some stakes for you and you'll get really into it. 
and I think you might get kind of hooked. It's tell tell your tell your 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 buddy uh, I said that, and then you can also just totally take my words as well if you want. Uh, what would what would you add, Lorraine? Um, oh, I agree a hundred percent with you, Matt. And of course, um, trying to get the reaction that you want from anyone is a fool's errand. It is. Uh, but I think that if you uh, position it in a way, let's record a couple shows and see if we find it entertaining. Yeah. And yep. if we do, let's try and share it with some people. Mm -hmm. I would go from there so yeah. that there's no pressure on him. He doesn't feel any pressure to be, you know, um, <laughs> like a shock jock or something. I don't know. No. Uh, just any pressure to be anything other than what you're trying to do with the podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's really like a fishing expedition. He doesn't feel like there has to be an outcome. There's no stakes at that point. That's how you have to do it because it is it is truly the the uh, uh, a territory where people value. You know, one of the things they value is is heavy production. Sure, so it feels more like a, a real show show. But don't worry about that. Another thing they really value is is sincerity and realism, and you could do a pod about two guys arguing over who was better, Tupac or Biggie. But if you guys <laughs> had that real argument, you know, right? Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, I West agree. Coast. Yeah, I agree. But uh, uh, like, you know, they, no, that's East Coast. Forgive me. It Sorry. is East Coast. Yeah, but uh, uh, but 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 the 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 argument because you guys would be so impassioned, people would listen to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I I don't know why I just well I just thought of this because I said argument, but. The two brothers from Oasis were recorded arguing in a studio and it went to like number five on the UK pop charts or something. Like an argument. An argument. Their argument? Is it like the Trogs tape? It's like, it, it's just, they're just in the studio and one one starts saying, all that matters is being a rock star. And the other guy says, bullets. <gasps> shit. And that's, oh my God. And because it was like, these guys believe this. I'm a fan of these guys. It went, it shot up like a like oh, a song they did yeah and so i mean that is what can get some word of mouth out there if you, and i don't know why i keep saying arguing but i'm sure you guys would have these slight differences on on a topic that people outside of i don't know guys my age wouldn't give two shits about but at the same time you have that thing people can relate to which is great i yeah, i know and have him maybe help you make an outline also so that yes. it's, he has input too. Mm -hmm. I, I would pick a topic for every episode that you guys can discuss. Don't just wade in and hope a topic comes up. I I, I remember a, a guy interviewed me in Tampa, Florida when I was when podcast first started because they were kind of making this guy do a podcast for the comedy club, and it, he he prepared nothing. Ooh, and it was just you know the questions you I've got a million. I'm sure you've had a billion. You know, how'd you get started? Did you like the George Carlin bit? How'd you get started? Did you mm -hmm. always want to be a comedian? Well, not in the womb, but after that, yes. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I haven't heard that. Yeah, that, well, that's off a of class clown. Uh -huh. uh, but but you know, it's like you got to have something. And then the podcast came out terrible, um. and you know, we, we I didn't mind, but then I did mind when the guy got mad that I didn't promote that episode. I'm like, I'm not. I don't want anyone to listen to this. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. but that was the, during the exploratory period. Enough people have made good and bad ones that, you know, you, I don't know, man. It, it sounds 
happen for the right reason, Rob. I, I, but in terms of getting the reaction you want, to, to Lorraine's point, just be honest and hope for the best. Yeah. I mean, I, I compare it to like trying to win over a girl that you like and, and you're like, should I trick her? It's like, no, uh <laughs> no. That's, that's starting on the good foot. You know, just be yourself because you'll find, if, you, if it works out, she's going to find out who you are anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, there it is. But okay. Hope that helps, man. Uh, caller number two. Hey y'all, this is Stacy calling from Florida. I've got this ex-husband. Our divorce was just finalized after four years of separation. And every time he drops the kids off after his visitation weekend, he just lingers in my house and won't leave. He just sits on the couch and stares at me and expects me to entertain him. And he's not like horrible or anything, but he's also not my favorite person to be around. I just want to discourage him from spending too much time like two and a half hours last time in my house oh. where I like to be uh, free of him. I've got four kids already to parent and entertain. I don't need a grown man. Thanks. Wow. Uh, take it away, Lorraine. Well, um, if you're not afraid of him, hmm. then I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, I need you to go now. Um, I have a lot of work to do and um, I can't entertain you. Um, and I'm not comfortable with you lingering. I, it's hard to say that. I mean, I know it is, mm -hmm. but there's a reason you guys are divorced. <laughs> and um, as I said, unless you're afraid of this person, that's a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> I used a really old fashioned reference. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just, you know, I, I think you're always going to hear honesty is the best policy, sure. but in a way that is kind. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you, <laughs> I bet you're good at doing what your therapist does, where you're, you can be kindly facetious. Uh -huh. in a sense. Because not that you were before, but it, it made me, it's that same kind of mode. Cause you're just like, when you were, when you said it in your, in your, uh, your style, I would say. I won't even say accent, but you you said you said uh, you just said I can't entertain you. Like you kind of uh. just let it settle. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you meant it sincerely. But it sounds funny because you're a funny person. Oh, what? Well, I don't know thank if you, you Matt. Sure, I don't Coming know if, from you. No, thank you. Yeah. I, I I don't know if if is it Stacy? Yes. If Stacy is a funny person, not that it matters. But sometimes when you're just like, okay, you gotta. You got to go. I can't entertain. You know, like some kind of like an, the kind of even nudging him out the door. And that's if a great idea. Scary to her. A really good point. And not, um, and not, I won't even say hair trigger, but a, 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 a hair uh, hurtful, I would say. Where like if she's like, okay, time to go. And he's like, why? You know, like, oh God, like you're not, play with me. Would you just understand that I'm being kind and you got to go, you got to get out of this house. So yeah, it's, 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 it's so hard, but she's, she sounds like she's got her shit together. Like she's got yes, that. She, she sounds does. like she's raising four kids and just being like, you know, at, at, at no point did she say the, 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 
the thing you assume about this guy, which is, look, he's a nice guy and everything, but she didn't say any of that, which I loved. Mm -hmm. I love that she was just like, thank you. The kids are here. You got to go. I got four kids. I don't need a fifth. You know, it was. Yeah. It, it makes was me very... wonder if like the reason that they're not together is that he is kind of. Um, uh, what is the word for someone that doesn't have a life and they they kind of glom onto yours? I mean, they just don't have any initiative. And you know, right. it just right. sounds like that might be the case with him, that he doesn't have anyone else. No. Which is very sad. It is very sad, but it's also very much his fault. Oh, and, yeah. and that's okay, but you gotta you gotta move on from that. And it's just, it's really that it's he's 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 holding on to the familiar when he has mm -hmm. to let it go. Right, that's very painful. There's no way around it. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. That that's the thing I don't feel you can ever really put into a song well about how when someone leaves you, you're like, but but I know this so well, and even if it hurts, I want to stay. Is that okay? You know, but you mm -hmm. can't because it's. It's so horrifically unsexy, but that's kind of it. <laughs> when you first get your heart broken, yeah. you're like, who cares about my pride? Right. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I want this. I want to feel love. And it's just like, you got, you have to look after yourself, please. Yeah. It's tough, oh. especially with the kids there. And yeah. And you don't want them seeing you treat their father with, a, with no respect because right. they need to feel good about their dad. Yeah. So also make sure that whatever you do is not in front of them. Yeah. And it just sucks that all of this is in her lap. I yeah. mean, you know, he knows what he's doing. The kids for sure know what he's doing. Kids yeah. see everything. Yes. Everything. So it's, it's just, I, I think that he thinks he's being slick. He thinks like this is, so, he's somehow going to, I don't know if he's, he's read stories of people that, you know, maybe he got, He's seen the marrying man a few times. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, man. That's me. We're just going to keep getting married and divorced because we just can't. We're in love. What's, why are you pushing me out the door? Yeah. <laughs> he just, he needs to wise up. And yeah, I think, I don't know that if there's a nice way to put it, but oh, yeah, you God. know, it's so tough. It is really tough. It's, it, it makes me think of, I've talked about the time I had to, I, I've had to, I had to break up with a friend once, like we're not friends anymore. <gasps> Ooh. And it, was, it was harder than breaking up with someone you're dating. What you was know? the reason? Well, he was a, he was, well, he, his whole thing is he was a serial liar, which, oh. <laughs> but it was, it was more, it was, but with me and with other guys, it was stuff to impress us. And it was just like, that was just annoying where it's like, you're my friend. I don't need to be impressed. You don't have to lie that you met this celebrity or whatever. Or, or they're your friend. Mm -hmm. A lot of that, okay. you know. And, and but I found out he was also being very emotionally abusive to women. Oh. Uh, and the thing that the thing that broke the camel's back was this uh, girl who he thought as you know like like oh so and so slept with her and so is so and so and so I get to kind of thing. And oh he God. was just he would just. She she told me after the fact, like he would say the most uh uh like creepy things to me, but I never told him to fuck off because he was your friend. And that broke my heart. Oh god. It broke yeah. my heart that this person is not doing the thing they should be doing to anyone right. that's like that with a with another person because of me, because this person likes me as a friend. I was just like, yeah. I can't have you. You know, and I never really got into it with him. 
I was just like, mm -hmm. look, man, certain stuff has come to light. I think you need to get your shit together. You know, you know. Did he respect that? I mean, was he did. It, I mean, he, he kind of like, I don't. You have to tell me. You have to blah blah blah. And it's kind of like, no, I don't, man. You've been horrible to people. And then you know, certain stuff came out later about him, like he women he'd live with, he that had lived with him, he like stolen their identities and stuff. It's like, oh like, my god. Yeah, just as kind of a sociopath in a way, and yeah, wow. so yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I saw him at a wedding once and we were both cordial and he was like, you know, how's it going? And we're good. How are you? You know, I'm just like, okay, see ya. You know, it wasn't, you know, I, I, I don't wish the guy any ill. I, I, from what I hear, he's gotten things together a little bit more, but it was just like, you just, I don't. Oh, that's spooky. It's spooky. Mm. But to, to the, to the callers uh, thing, like it's, it's so hard, like you to break up again in a way. Mm hmm yeah. To go like, listen, you're, you know, it's, yeah. Ugh. So, oh, Stacey, I feel for you, but I just, you sound so strong and yeah. you sound like you have so much perspective in the right possible way. So I, I'll give you the best compliment I ever give any other performer. I'm not worried about you. Yes. So, you know, yeah. me neither. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you, 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 you know what to do. You just got to finesse it however you want to, or don't, you know, but you got to tell him. So, all right. Well, we got one more call. Are you ready for our, our final caller? I am. Okay, let's roll it. Hey, it's your old pal M, who neither one of you know. So here's my issue. I've got two issues. I'm fighting trouble on multiple fronts. First of all, I'm Generation X, and I can't text, and I can't text flirt. And it's like a hellish nightmare from which I never will emerge because, you know, it's just a relationship killer. It's a dating killer. So that's number one. And number two, I talk too loud and <laughs> I don't notice until I'm yelling at people. But I'm just interested. Anyway, those are my issues. Uh, I hope that you can help. Thanks. Bye. I have never heard a question like that. How do I not talk so loud? Usually people who do that aren't aware that they're doing it. So yeah, Emma's I, got, you know, she's got a leg up to begin with. Well, I, I will say I, I do have a, I do have a friend, a dear friend named John Roy, very funny comedian who has always been a loud kind of close talker. He's just a mm -hmm. gregarious guy. And it wasn't until I'd known him for at least 10 years that I found out it's because he was in a lot of bands and his hearing oh, was. Oh, wow. And we did a, you know, we did a, you know, he's part of the old Chicago gang. And so we had, we had like a, a big roast at one point of the UCB. And my joke about John was like, uh, very proud of John. There's a movie coming out about him. It's called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. <laughs> so dumb, but like, so, and everyone got it. Oh, him. God. Yeah, but, 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 but he's, he's one of the funniest guys. And he's one of the sweetest people. And it, it's that thing where you're just like, you know, I don't. It, it never it was just kind of a funny thing so to to like to your to your point m i mean you can preface it to people sometimes but i don't you sound very nice it's there's yeah. way worse things that people do so yeah um, and also i think um people are grown-ups yeah you're not responsible for them taking care of themselves mm -hmm. uh it's it's their prerogative to say i don't need you to talk so loud right. you're aware of it which is a great thing and you can always catch yourself it sounds like you have yes but um you're not responsible for other people 
establishing their boundaries. They need to do it themselves. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I, I, uh, yeah, it, it's because part of me is thinking that someone's very timid or shy. Mm-hmm. You'll see him flinch. Right. <laughs> yes. You'll remember and go, oh, wait, right. I'm kind of loud. Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not, I think it's, it's, it's far worse to be like, I have a serious anger problem and I want to take it out on the world kind of thing. If you're just loud, it's not that bad. Yeah. Know? If they're going, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I think, a really good indication. I, I, I talk like a wounded dog and yeah. it scares people. Mm-hmm. Now about the text thing. How do you feel about text that? Flirt. Text flirt. Um, you know, I, that is, first of all, I'm, I'm a boomer and mm. I, uh, I text all the time. I've never been in a position of text flirting because uh, I've been either married or, you know, out of commission. <laughs> so I, I, the thought of actually like, you know, having a relationship now yeah. is I'm not thinking about it and uh, it scares the shit out of me anyway. Huh. Um, but uh, so I cannot imagine the whole dance of death of trying to, te- you know, text flirt. Yeah. But I don't know that Gen X necessarily excludes you from being able to text. Anybody can. No, I, uh, I'm Gen X and I, I, it's, I, I, I everything like I've, I'm not good at any of the, the modern, uh, technological flirting. I don't, you know, it's, it scares me to it. It, and it's paralyzing on every demographical level. I have had, uh, my, my friend Ashley Gavin walked me through how lesbians specifically text each other and mm. how, you know, they're, they're, it's a, it's a different thing for the, you know, your younger, your younger LGBTQ, older, younger uh straight older straight it's it's fascinating the different levels of of people's likes or wants and you know an example is how uh younger people don't put periods at the end of texts because they think that's too that's too severe and final what i've never heard that yeah that's a big one that's a big one and they just want they just want the words out there, like a, and the like, first time I heard it, I was kind of like knee jerk, like, oh, you wussies or whatever. But, you know, the more I look at it, the more I think about it, it does feel more the way you talk. So it's like, it's like kind of up, like, see you later or see you later. Like, we're done, you know, oh, in a sense. Wow. So, it, but that's just, and I'm not saying like it's, it's right or wrong, but if someone prefers that, who am I to be like, no, that's the rules of the English language. It's like, yeah, you're you're tapping words into a robot face that goes to another robot face. So, but there there's there's so much stuff like that. But to 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 M's question, because that's why we're here. Don't worry about it. Text text the things you want or you want to feel or or, or want them to feel. But just I, I think be brief mm-hmm. and be direct. Yeah, you know? it's it's so tricky because mm-hmm. I have a friend who I'm working on a project with. She's a writer, and I was very busy when she was texting me. But I I said yeah, that's I went sure, and then <laughs> she said something else, and I went sure, and then she said, "Are we okay?" <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, we're I uh, fine." Um, so it, there's so much room for misinterpretation, but 
consider the fact that, or the possibility that whoever is really right for you might feel the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even text that, I'm not good at text flirting. Mm -hmm. Sorry. The person will probably feel a weight come off their shoulders mm -hmm. because I know people who are proud of how fast they can text. I've never met anyone who's gone, I'm really good at texting. Because the rules uh are <laughs> in people's minds that care about that. So just take take the weight right off yourself because it's it's not it's it, that's far from a deal breaker as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And you're Gen X. You're supposed to be bad at it. You know? <laughs> I'm 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 so grateful I grew up and there were no cell phones. Like no yeah. one it, as time goes on, we'll never, will ever feel, will ever have that experience that you and I had, you know, where yeah. your mom had to yell for you or whatever, you know, <laughs> come out of the house and yell for you. Cause you're playing up the street with mm -hmm. no bodyguard. Yep. Yep. Mm. Just running around in alleyways. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Em, I don't think either of those are, are too bad and you sound like you have a really sunny attitude, which is good. So this is, yeah. Man, I I'm, think you're a catch, M. I do too, M. And you're super young like me, a Gen Xer. Yeah, and you're our old pal. <laughs> We're just beginning. I, I'm so glad we got so many like sunny, upbeat calls. Yes. It, it, I, I, not to be like, America's healing. But I, <laughs> we've gotten so many bummers that I feel like these are, these are three good calls. I'm really happy. Yeah, that, that, things are looking up. Yeah, exactly. We're coming back. I feel, I feel like that's you, though. You know, I, I feel like if I had like Glenn Danzig on or something, you know, they would be. I don't know who that is. I would oh, love sorry. to know that reference. Here's the band called The Misfits. Who would I think uh, that, that you would get uh, uh, from Morrissey? From, uh, <laughs> if I had Morrissey uh, on, for sure. Okay. Better. That's a better example than Glenn All Danzig. Right. Especially because he sang sad, and now he's kind of like a xenophobic. Oh, my God. What happened? It just goes to show you that not every vegetarian has their heart in the right. <laughs> yeah. Say. Has a deficiency there of happiness. Of happiness. <laughs> it's like, what, how did we never see this coming? With a <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so my God. You have a book out now. <laughs> yes, I do. That. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's called May You Live in Interesting Times on Audible exclusively. It is not in print. Okay. It is Audible. And um, it is a vocal performance. Uh, I had a great time doing it. And um, it's very honest. Mm -hmm. uh, but it covers, my perspective was that I have been witness to and present for a lot of the cultural movements of the last 50 years, the pop culture movement. Yes. And so that is a through line through all of it. Also, mm -hmm. the things that I've gotten to see, the things that I've gotten to do, the things that I've been in the ground floor of, and also my personal struggles. I love it's it. all there. I'm so psyched to listen to that. On that note, I do have a quick speed round of questions for you, if you don't mind. Shoot, shoot. Okay. Uh, I, I just put a thing on uh, my Instagram stories, like anything you'd like to ask uh, Lorraine. And I always do these at the end because they're not, help me with my life. They're like something someone wants to know from you. So oh, all right. first okay. was, uh, Paul Sanders wrote, when John Lennon stopped uh, you to introduce himself in New York, how damn cool was that? Uh, it was the coolest thing ever. And um, my friend Stephanie said, 
that's the coolest thing that's happened to me that it's happened to you um <clears throat> all the saliva in my mouth went away i couldn't even wow. respond i was like uh lou costello when he finds that frankenstein's in back of him <laughs> John Lennon, just he just you know um yeah it was incredibly cool one of the highlights of my life i love it okay next one amy miller who's been on the show amy miller hilarious yes, i know who she is yeah uh she said uh vinegar dominant slaw or mayo dominant slaw five question marks uh i don't like slaw good answer that's a problem except on a um a turkey sandwich Mm. And I believe those have been mayo-based, but really thin mayo that might have yes. even been thinned with vinegar. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's true. It's like I'm never picking slaw as a side, but a little. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so I'm not picking sides with slaw. <laughs> it's very vindictive. I don't take sides with slaw. <clears throat> I don't. Um, okay. But I love the question. What's that? Amy, I love that question. Is that good? Is that good? Um, Okay, so last one, and this is this is kind of full circle to uh, uh, to your your career. Uh, punch, Mary, Hangout, respectfully respectfully edited parentheses, Ackroyd, Chase, Murray. Punch, Mary, Hangout. You punch well, I would, one. I would punch one, Chase. Hang out with the other one. As much as I love him, um, I would probably <laughs> punch. Marry Danny and hang out with Bill, which I did three weeks ago. We had dinner and uh, we had a, a great time. Oh, I love it. Laughed a lot. That's so cool. And I mean, what a perfect way to 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 dismount our uh, our tandem horse we've rode off into the yes. world. Yes. Yes. Lorraine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank I've... you for asking me, Matt. I love you. I love your. I love you as a comedian, and I love you as a person. I was delighted to do this. Wow. Well, that now now I have that cool feeling you got from John Lennon. Ah, so. uh, well, now. <laughs> Come on, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear. Oh my God, that was amazing. Thank you so much for these great uplifting calls. If you'd like to leave one or a down pressing call, what's the opposite of uplifting? It doesn't matter. If you need advice, want it to be fun, just call three two three. 763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. Do it. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.